Hi, podcast neighbor. Welcome to this neighborhood. Again? Really? <laughs> I mean, what are you doing? <laughs> Searching for passed on celebrity children <laughs> show figures? Something? I think so. It's a beautiful day in the grove. Welcome to Make Believe Heroes, an actual play, 5th edition, Dungeons & Dragons adventure. I'm Paul, your Dungeon Master, and today I'm joined by four players. (laughs) Hey guys, it's Jeremy, I play Lork Darkbolt. Hey guys, it's Jeffrey, (laughs) and I play Sir Vance off the wall. You're the worst. Hey, this is Alan, (laughs) Alan Boone, and I play Jim, Jim Alil. (laughs) Hi, my name is Red, and (laughs) I play Kelvin. So before we get started this week, I do just want to mention one of our listeners who has been pretty faithful to email us, keep in contact, which, by the way, if you've been listening to our show and you've thought about sending us an email or, you know, tweeting at us or, you know, following us on Twitter, I mean, we have 40,000 downloads now. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, 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 whoop. Yeah, we do. Happy birthday. We have like, 100 and, we have like 107 <laughs> followers on Twitter. So either you people that are listening don't actually like the show or you just don't do Twitter. I don't know. One of those things. Or both. Probably the first Probably one. both of those. Probably both. Anyways, <laughs> one of our listeners, our self-proclaimed greatest fan, Brayden Rojas from Texas. Get him, Brayden. It's your birthday today, Brayden. Yeah, man. You're 17. Happy birthday, man. I just rolled the damage. You take 670 birthday damage. (laughs) (laughs) That's a lot of birthday damage. That's a lot of damage. (laughs) (laughs) What do you roll? What do you roll to get 670? Every dash on the... the (laughs) Dash? Every Every dash. He rolled every every dice on the table. He rolled every dash. Every dash on the table. (laughs) Every dash. Okay. Sorry for ruining this birthday wish, Brayden. Anyway, happy birthday and all that. Yeah. Happy birthday. I hope you don't unsubscribe. Thanks for listening. Happy birthday. That's a pretty good Frosted Snowman impression. Thank you. Okay. So before we begin, let me go ahead and just roll this commemorative giant D20. It's so commemorative. 11. Oh, you failed. <laughs> as long as it wasn't a natural 20. Or a natural one. You failed your DM check. <laughs> you failed your DM check. So last time we played, our group ran at a breakneck pace trying to escape from a large pack of blink dogs popping in and out of existence there in the grove. Going through this tunnel, they ran into a few obstacles. Lark created giant grass walls, <laughs> but yep. they cut through. He also shot out gyms, which all got left behind. So, you know, hey, it's cool. It's oh, cool. No, Jim got left behind. It's only worth, <laughs> I guess, 40 gold pieces. Anyhow, you all finally made it through this tunnel just when you thought maybe you would have somewhere to hide, something to do. These dogs stopped their chase and knelt as their leader or something appeared through the darkness. A gigantic, horrific dog with a long neck, five feet tall, and a man face. It's a man giraffe it dog. It a man giraffe dog, and it scared the crap out of me. But our heroes stood the test, fought against this great beast, and in the end they were able to banish it away. The German dog. But that wasn't the end of their troubles. Just as was forewarned by the guardian of the grove, Ovi, the great Sphinx, our party is beginning to unravel a bit as this world in which they are currently residing is beginning to twist their minds. Can they overcome it? Can they reach the tree? Can they save it? Yes. No. Or will they fall apart at the seams? I think we all know what's going to happen. Yes. Fall apart at the seams. No. Is it, though? Guy is running as fast as his body will take him down the path through this forest that is filled with dry, dead trees. At first there was some greenery, but now the grass has turned brown. The trees are all dry and dead, and they branch out in these creepy fashions over your heads. 
as guys running as fast as his legs will take him deeper into the forest with thunder and lightning rolling overhead. Thunder, bring the thunder. Servants, you're riding forward trying to catch him atop your horse, Roan. He's a fast horse. By the way, how long, how long does that horse stay with you? Always. Forever. No, not always. Until he's dead. Until he's dead. And then I can just bring it back. You ride forward and you catch up with Guy pretty easily atop your horse. Yeah. Uh, do you kill him when you get there? Like, what do you do? Yeah, I mean, what do you do? Do you just run him over? you talk to him? What are you doing? I'm going to try to decapitate him with my Odachi. <laughs> Please. Um, I'm going to try to stop him. Do remember that Servance is currently... Yes, I remember. ...out of sorts. Yeah, what do you think you're doing? I'm running. What are you doing? We've got to to get out of here. Stop running. You stop acting stupid. Stupid? Did you see that thing that almost killed us? They're everywhere. They're they're all around us. I can feel them. What? Oh, so oh, so now you're trying to say that I couldn't fight it? You're trying to make fun of me for running? Is that what this is? No, I'm sure that you can do it. I I can't do it. Now look at you now. Yeah, I can't. I'm, I'm I can't do this. I'm I'm gonna get killed. Yeah, I'm gonna be the one that kills you if you don't stop. He's not stopped, but he's starting to tucker out. Okay. His breaths are coming just very shallow. He's. I'm gonna try to grab him and put him on the horse. Okay. Just throw me a strength to see that you can just grab him and yank him up there. A strength? Nine plus four? Thirteen. I'll say that you can grab him. You kind of have to let go and grab him with both arms to pull him up onto the horse, but you're, you know, you're, you got him up there. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Oh, wait, great idea. Yes, yes. You're on a horse, on horse now. Let's go it's faster. a fast animal. Yes, yes, let's go. Okay. And then I go and get with the rest of the group. <laughs> okay. You turn around and... Guy is still freaking out, but instead of like screaming at you or anything, he's just sort of looking to side to side. He he feels a little bit more safe now that he's with you on the he's horse. He's got his arms wrapped around me. Yeah, he's trembling. Shaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you headed back towards Lorik and company? Yes. Sir Vance, you, you shouldn't leave me like that. It's dangerous out here. Yeah, I'm surprised you're Look, not dead yet, all weakling. The tre- all the trees are... <laughs> weakling. All the trees are dead already. Something the, the tree's probably dead too. Have you seen this place? No, I haven't seen it. Um, you need to stop <laughs> running away. You're supposed to be the hero. Well, I am the hero. You want to? You want me to kill you right now? Guys, we need to stop fighting. We got to get out of here. Hey, guys. What is it, Kellen? Yeah. What do you want? I want to make a trade with <laughs> guy. Guy, I'll give you my box vote if you give me that acorn that you have. What? What? No, 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 no. We we have to keep this. This acorn is very important. If things, the Ovi said to only use it at the when we were at our wits end, and we're not quite there yet. Okay. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I I totally believe yeah, you. Obviously, Kellen. Um, can you all just look at me real quick? Y'all really need to snap out of this, and Kellen is just going to slap his hands together and is going to use a cantrip called Thunderclap. Okay. Oh, no. Are you going to hurt us? He's trying to kill us. I create a (laughs) burst of thunderous sound that can be heard up to 100 feet away. Each creature within range other than you must succeed on a constitution saving throw or take 1d6 of thunder damage. Okay, I'm, I'm not going to make you all do, like, constitution saving throws and take damage. I'm going to say that you're not trying to do this to actually hurt them. Yeah, I'm trying to snap them mm. out of it. Okay, so Lorik and Servance and Guy, let's all make us a wisdom saving throw. A wisdom? Uh, I'm scared. My wisdom save is really good. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> hey, Jeffrey, look what I got on the gold one. You get a natural one. It's definitely a natural one. Yeah, that that that's a one on his. Oh gosh! All right, Servants. Fifteen. Okay, so Servants and Guy are not suddenly healed of whatever's going on in their minds, but they hear what you're saying for the first time, and they realize that they're not themselves. They can't just make their emotions or their fears or whatever go away, but they realize that that it's not exactly right. Hmm. Guy, give me the acorn. You need to give me the acorn. I hear what you're saying, but I just, look, I just feel really scared. Is this really, is this it? He said we could lose our minds. Do you think that now's the time? 
Yes, now is definitely the time. Sir Vance, do you think that we should do this now? Um, I... He said, he said when we eat it, we have 24 hours. That's what he said. He said we have, we have like a day, and that's it. Can we reach, can we reach the tree? Oh, can we reach the tree in a day? I believe that we possibly can. Oh, we're, we're going to die out here. Guy, we have nothing to go back to. We have come this far. Everyone probably at the canopy right now is dead, including my granddad. Even though he's the strongest person that I know, he is more than likely dead. And the whole world is going to suffer the same fate from this if we are not able to save the stone. That's what I'm saying. What if we use it too early and then we don't reach the stone in time and then we don't save it? What if that happens? We only have one shot. And right now, you have all lost your minds. And we must what? eat that thing. Jim, Jim, what do you think? Do you think we should do it now? As someone familiar with mind loss, I think we're pretty close if we're not there already. Uh, but I don't know. I, I also feel what you're saying about not using it too early. What if we get there and there's like, there's a door and it's got an acorn-shaped keyhole in it, you know? But at the same time, or what if we don't use it and then we get there and we found out we should have used it and now we can't, I don't know. You're right. We're dead. There's nothing. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Lorik, what do you, what do you think we should do? And guy looks down at Lorik, and Lorik, you are frozen in place. Oh my That's gosh! Amazing. You're hearing this conversation going on, but now you don't know how. But your father is standing right behind Kellen. Oh my goodness! I'm just and he is just glaring down his nose at you. Eyes locked on him, man. Oh boy. He stands, just like you remember him, about six foot one, his hands on the lower part of his back clasped together, wearing his finest blue dress robes, with his white hair slicked back. Lorik Darkbolt, what do you think you're doing? You worthless worm. Am I in a position that I can talk back? You can't even accomplish the smallest of goals. Getting from one place to another. What a waste you are. What a disappointment to your mother. To me. And then he just sort of looks up from you and, and yeah, you're frozen, but you can respond. Uh, uh, Lord Darkbolt? Uh, Did I say that you could speak? I, I, I can do it. Just let me try. <laughs> let me try, Father. Please, let me try. Nothing but the usual expected excuses for why, I've Father. No, give me another trying. chance, Father. When all you've ever done is bring disgrace and dishonor on our name and our family. But it was for you. You have brought shame on your own mother. You have besmirched our legacy. I, I, I really, I'll be a great dark bolt. I, I, you just gotta let me try. Uh, you had your chance, boy. It is of no matter. Your mother and I will simply make another. Uh, Perhaps this one won't be as much of a failure. Lord, Lord Darkbolt, I, I was just making a gate for you. Uh, I, the rest of you guys can all see Lork doing this and saying this. There's nothing there. I just want to come Lork. home. Can can I come home? We, Lork. I need to. You banished me. <laughs> You see your mother, she comes walking out from behind him, standing there. She says, Lark, why would you do what you did? Why would you? Everyone stares at us now. Everyone talks about us. It can't be that bad. I didn't even get We're to explain. We're the laugh of the entire city. But, mother. Uh, I've always taken up for you, Lark, but your father was right. you, you got to talk some sense to him for me, please. Okay. No, Lark, I'm afraid that there's no Guys. talking sense into him. I, I just want to come home. I'm going to take my pike mm -hmm. and kind of quick smack him with it. Okay. The bl the bottom end of it. Yeah, try and just bonk him. <clears throat> yeah. All right, just roll me a d20. Mm. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this is, what was it? This is so bad. It's a natural one. It's a natural oh one. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's a natural one. Oh, that's a one. You go to bonk him, and you're kind of not really in control. 
of your emotions, and you, suddenly as you're about to, you're filled with anger <laughs> at the fact that he's the one that was chosen to go on this mission. He's an idiot. He doesn't even care about people, and he doesn't care about you all. And yeah. why was it him? And, 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 and without really thinking about it, you whack him just a little harder than you meant to. <laughs> and uh, <Jeez>. <laughs> as you feel a blow smack you in the back of the head with a crash, Lorik, your eyes roll back in your head, and you crumple down, and blood comes pouring out of the back of his head. Surveillance. <laughs> <laughs> do I know that it was Vance that hit me? Where did you do that? You are unconscious. Okay, good. <laughs> what are you doing? Is he okay? <laughs> and I cast a medicine check. <laughs> oh, you go boy. over and kneel down and look at him, and uh, you don't have to roll me a medicine check to know this. If you want to try and do something to it, you can. But you know that... It's this is bad. I got a nineteen. <laughs> okay, what are you you're trying to do? So I take a cork out of my pouch and okay. plug it in the hole. <laughs> oh, oh, my oh my god! You realize immediately that the cork is not going to fit. There's no hole. His head is just busted. All right, guy. Well, what does a nineteen give me? If you all don't do something to it, this could honestly be a fatal wound. <laughs> okay. Wow. It looks like Servant swung. <laughs> With his full strength and cracked Lorik on the bottom part of the back of his head. Lorik's dead. Jeez. I want to use cure wounds on him. Kellen runs over Vance, and you're a little bit shocked by what just happened. And really more even than the thunderclap, this has made you realize things are not right. I think it's time for the acorn. Guy, give me the acorn. Uh, Okay, he reaches into his pocket and he pulls out the acorn and he hands it to you. Kellen, you go over and use cure wounds? Yep. All right. 1d8 plus 4. You're able to cure the wound. Lark, you're not awake yet, but you're sort of coming slowly out of unconsciousness. Does that make sense? He's just sort of groaning. Uh, Lark, are you okay? You can't really hear him. Your ears are ringing. You can't really see. You're just slowly coming to. It's going to take a sec. How did the Sphinx say to use this thing? You plant it. That's what he said. You plant it? That's what I, I thought he I said. I was thinking he said crack it open. That's what I was thinking. Or maybe thinking. just crack it open. I was wondering why you would plant the acorn. Pretty sure you're supposed to crack it open. I was thinking he said eat it. Eat it. Pretty sure he said to eat crack it. it open like an egg, basically. I take a bite out of the acorn. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> what do you do? So I throw it on the ground in the middle of all of us. Happy birthday to the ground. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> and then I... Pierce it with my pike. Okay. You toss it onto the ground. It's a pretty large acorn. I I can't remember exactly what size I said it was. Maybe the size of like a small cantaloupe. And you throw it down, and it's laying there. You reach down with your pike, and you crack it open with the sharp end. And when you do, this glowing bright orange light just comes pouring out of it. And the light illuminates the area in a pretty large circle, and you all sort of have to cover your eyes. And then after a few moments... There where the acorn was, there is like a table. Seriously, it's like a grown table up out of the ground. And set on it is a great feast. It's the most delicious looking feast that you have ever seen. And suddenly you all realize that you have not eaten in a long time and you are starving. I mean, everything Mm. that you can imagine, each of your individual favorite foods is here on this table. Orange juice and Cheetos? Anything that you could ever want. Orange juice, Cheetos, all of it. Crab legs, crab legs. Crab legs. yes. Steak and shrimp. Desserts, fruit. That milk from The Last Jedi? Yeah, the blue milk or whatever. No, it's green. Green milk or whatever it was. It was green. Well, I want it to be the whole creature just sitting up on the table, like like two little spigots. Okay, you have a serious, serious problem, but okay. (laughs) It's there. Everything is there. I immediately let go of Lorik that I was holding his head or whatever, and I just <laughs> yeah. run over and start eating. Kellen lets wow. you lays your head back down, walks over, and he just starts digging in. Charlie walks over, and there's like a pile of meats, and he just starts digging in. Lorik takes you a second, but your head sort of clears up, and you sit up, and you still feel very paranoid, and and you still see things like you're seeing your dad, you're seeing your mom, some friends of yours. Uh, you see Halifel there talking to you. You see different ones. You see Hillies talking about sports. I don't know. And you you slowly get up, but they're sort of blinking in and out. Like you can tell now you have a little bit of a sense that's, that this isn't real. So I take a bowl of mashed potatoes and gravy. Uh-huh. And just 
put it all over Lorik's face. Okay, you just start shoving potatoes and gravy into Lorik's mouth. Oh, yes. Wow. Lorik, it is so delicious. You feel warm all over. Oh my gosh. Sir Vance, Sir, what happened? Oh, my head. I don't know what happened. <laughs> just eat, boy, eat. <laughs> Something came flying out of the woods. This is a bad time to have a food situation. Lorik. I'm sorry. Lorik realizes <laughs> what's up. I'm so sorry. And, and looks up at the table and sees sees the crab legs. And he's like, get that, get that out of my face. <laughs> Guy is eating a gigantic apple pie, cinnamon, with ice cream all over the top of it. Dear God. Yeah. With his bare hands. Lorik goes and sits with down. With his bare hands. <laughs> oh, yes, that's Alan awesome. Said, oh, my God. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> thought he'd be like a pot of honey. I'm sorry, Al. Lorik sits down on the table and just mm-hmm. his splits of king crab legs, just one right after the other. I'm sorry, but um, Kellen is also, is disobeying his meat thing and is just eating the heck out of some pork. <laughs> some pulled pork. <laughs> Everything is there. Brisket, pulled pork, lamb chops, you know, any kind of meat you can imagine. And then there are peaches, pears, cantaloupe, oh. watermelon. Sir Vance, you have to try this. Uh, we call it uh, sashimi. Ooh. Cheetos, Mountain Dew, orange <laughs> juice by the bucket. <laughs> orange oh, juice. Yes. That raw fish looks pretty gross. Uh, pizza. Sir Vance has a medium rare steak and some deep fried shrimp. Mm. <laughs> but, also, oh but also he has some hibachi steak and <laughs> uh, some sushi. Is there any spiced wine? Sure, there's some spiced wine. You know, anything that you would want there. Jim gingerly sips it after after eating some some little meats and some uh, fruits, cheeses. Okay. I am eating the heck out of some hibachi rice <laughs> with yum-yum sauce. Oh, yum-yum sauce. Mm. Yeah, yum-yum. As you're all digging into this great feast, you notice around you the scenery starts to change. Oh. Uh-oh. And it's like you're... It's like you're transported, in a way, to a different place. And suddenly you're not surrounded by these dead trees and the cold wind and the you know the thunder and lightning overhead. Suddenly you're in a place, because you don't even notice. You look up one minute, you're there, and the next minute you look around and you're not there. And you are in the middle of this, you're still in a dark place, but you're surrounded by these glowing mushrooms. Like 10, 15 feet high, these strange mushrooms that are glowing with a brilliant light. They're red, orange, purple, blue, green, every color you could imagine. And many of them have these large openings in the bottom of them. And walking out are these little figures, these these people walking towards you. And they look like little mushroom people. What? How do they taste? They start walking towards <laughs> you and, and they... They're just kind of gingerly standing around and looking at you, and you see, like, one that's standing there, and it looks sort of female. You know, they're hard to kind of Toadette. discern because they're, you know, she's standing there, and she has a little bit more of a feminine figure, and then standing beside her is a short little mushroom, like, kid. He's got a round mushroom-type head and little arms come off the side. She's got her hands on the kid's shoulder, keeping him back, and the, the little mushroom kid's just kind of sitting there rocking back and forth and uh- licking his lips. He- hello, uh, hello, and then in Elvish, are are you hungry? You don't hear anything come out loud like a sound, but in your heads you hear a hello, 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 hello. 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 Oh my gosh! Oh, not everybody at once, please. Oh, um, but there's plenty of food. Uh, who are you? Food? food? Yeah, food? yeah. Food? Uh, we'll give you some, but who? Uh, who? Who are you? Who's your leader? And you say that you hear all of those voices in your head again. You hear like leader, protector, leader, protector, master, 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 lord, 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 lord. Okay. Are the little one? He starts stepping forward, and he just like, grabs some fruit off the table and holds it and looks at you. What is <laughs> that? <laughs> it's Toad. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> yes. I'm just going to make this the background track during this whole thing. Yes. Here, I'll, I'll send you what I found. Okay. <laughs> he holds the fruit there, like looking at you all, like, can we have some? Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. He starts digging in. 
And when he does, all the mushroom people come up and they start picking up fruit. And, you know, at first you might think, oh, man, we really want all this. But for every piece they take, there's more in its wake. There is enough food here for anyone you could imagine. I mean, it is It is just, it keeps coming, you know? Gaffieri. And for the next little while, you all just rest. You eat. You enjoy it. As the mushroom people are eating, they start to hum in your minds this catchy little soothing tune and everyone seems happy a couple of the mushroom children come up and like poke at servants and then run off laughing a couple of them you know they come up and they're up on the table and they're like picking at the food that you guys are eating it and asking like what 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 does jim know what these things are roll me a history check i want to roll you a history check this time i'm going to use my good d20 it's good one it's an 11 plus 16 Okay, yeah, you have heard of these creatures that live in underdark-type places. They are a race of sentient plant creatures called myconids. These are myconids! I've heard of these! Aren't they normally underground, though? What are you dudes doing up here in the overground? Mike and Ike. You look around, and it is, wherever you are, it's a very dark place. There are just all these glowing mushrooms around for light. How do you guys grow? Glow? Grow? Both? How do you grow here, but also how do you glow? Are you magic, or is it just some sort of bioluminescence? Magic shrooms. Have we transferred, like, are we no longer in the grove, like, or is it just that around us has become a wholesome place, and, like, if we started walking away, it would take us to deeper? I mean, you don't know. You have no idea. You have no idea. But you do know this. You feel totally fine. Okay. You don't feel paranoid. You don't feel uh, offended or upset. You feel wholesome and full. You are fully rested. Oh, oh so yeah. it's like we took a long rest. Like a long rest? Just like you took a long rest. You regain all of your spell slots and all of that stuff. Everything is completely back to full. You can click that long rest button. Ooh. Everything Beautiful. is just, everything's great. Lord goes up to the uh, female-looking mushroom lady, and uh, he says, uh, uh, "Hello, uh, my name's Lord Lord Darkbolt. Um, do you know where the 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 tree is here? The central tree where the 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 lot is in the stone? Stone, 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 tree, yeah, tree with a stone. A bunch of them sort of gather around you. They go tree." Tree. 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 Save the tree. Tree. Many trees. Many trees. Many trees. Many trees. Big tree. Big tree. Big ass tree. Big what? He said biggest tree. Biggest tree. He starts like pointing in different direction and he goes, light tree. Light. Light. Tree. Tree. Light. White. 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 Lorik uh, uses Witch Bolt on one of them. No. <laughs> oh my gosh. I wouldn't have been surprised. I wouldn't do that if I were you. <laughs> um, real quickly before we go forward with this, I also want to tell you all that you all gain 14 hit points beyond your maximum. What? Like temporary hit points? This benefit lasts for 24 hours. You're all going to gain 14. 17? 14. 12? Also... For the next 24 hours, you are immune to poison and being frightened. Yeah, we are. Nice. And you have all you have advantage on all wisdom saving throws. Wow. That's something we needed. Just keep track of that. For the next 24 hours of in-game play, you will have those benefits. Now, those 14 hit points, you can mark them as temporary as you want to, but they're not really temporary hit points. That's Your maximum goes up by 14 for the next 24 hours. So wow, that's if you cool. all take damage and then you heal back up, you can fill that up. For the next 24 hours. Sweet. Now, Lorik, you're asking about this tree. As you're doing so, one of the mushroom myconids come up to you, and it, it looks like a big, strong one. Uh-huh. And it says, Master, 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 yes. Master, Master, Master. Uh-huh, yeah, take me there. It points toward a very large mushroom, probably 30 feet away from you. A gigantic one that's sort of different colors mm -hmm. going up in a spiral. Mm -hmm. And he starts walking that way. When he does, some of the other mushrooms, people that have finished eating, they start to walk that way with him. King, king, leader, 
Leader. Master. Master. Father. Father. Lord picks up a, a tray of something, uh, sushi, mm-hmm. and okay. walks towards him with the tray of sushi. Okay. And gets in front of him and offers him a piece. I take some crab rangoons and follow. <laughs> okay. I take hibachi rice with yum yum sauce, like okay. a big old bowl. Fall <laughs> behind them. I take a pork dumpling. No, uh, <laughs> Jim. You keep this Asian theme going. Jim just he does a uh, spaghetti. Mm, spaghetti. All right, guy is carrying like a deep fried Twinkie. <laughs> yeah, amazing. They're in Manumi, and it's a big old bowl of spaghetti. And right, when mm-hmm. I, I go up to him. I kneel mm-hmm. and I just eat the whole bowl right in front of him. <laughs> I, and I mean, I dump out the spaghetti and eat the bowl. Oh, I see. Okay, thank you. You all follow after this one sort of leading Mike on it, and he takes you up to that mushroom. And there are a series of steps leading along the outside of this mushroom house, leading upward. And it's like those sort of mushroom or fungi that you see growing on the side of trees. They look kind of like ears. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And he, they just walk up this platform made of these around the outside. And after a while, you walk up the steps up, and it's pretty high up. It's probably 30 feet off the ground by the time you guys reach the top. And then it leads up through the top of this large mushroom. But the mushroom has been leveled out in the center, and there is a floor. And then it's been cut into on the back end, so it comes over like an overhead. Seated there... Underneath the little overhang on the other side, you see a large myconid, probably the largest that you've seen so far, definitely the largest that you've seen so far. It also appears old. Rather than having just pretty distinguishable arms and legs, it's seated there, and it it almost appears to be growing out of this chair. The chair of which looks like it's been cut from the stem of a giant mushroom. It's a, a tan color. And it's seated there, and it seems like he's just growing out of it. He has all of these sort of strings hanging down off of his head, which rather than coming out like a flat mushroom top, it goes straight up vertically. And it just it's just like a weird cutout pattern. And he has two giant eyes. One is probably five or six inches higher than the other one. And it, with his great mouth, his mouth is just sort of sitting in place as he looks at you all as you approach him. And you hear all the mic it around you going, Master, Master, Father, Father, Protector, Protector. Lork walks up to the leader and he goes, uh, Hello, I'm Lork Darkbolt. I hear you're the Master Lord Leader Fungi. Um, he's a fun guy. Uh, <laughs> my, father, I'm father. curious if you can help me. I'm looking for the, master, master, the tree in the center master. of this grove. King, he King, looks up King, at you, and all of the other Myconids slowly father, sort of fade father, off with their chanting father, and talking. Or, or, or. Leader, leader. And then he says, Tree? Yes, um, a tree with light coming out of it and a stone within it. Uh, perhaps Atonia's tree. The giant Myconid shifts a little on his chair, and you notice all of these little tendrils and connections that have him connected to his chair. He pushes up off of his feet, Mm -hmm. and he basically breaks free from this chair where he's been sitting. And you hear a resounding gasp. (gasps) Like, come through your mind of all of these micronet around you, and they're just chattering. He stands somewhere around (laughs) 10 feet tall. Wow. Looking down at you, you can see he's got all of these little strings, like vines sort of coming off the top of his head and dangling down across his face, almost like hair. And he starts to just shake a little from side to side, and they are, you know, shaking alongside him. And as he does, all of the myconids on the roof, they just start shaking from side to side, and you just hear, like, shuffling, shuffling, shuffling. And then he stops, and all of a sudden they just stop. Great tree. Light tree. Black stone. Yeah, that that's it. Can, can you help me get there? And instead of chattering all at once in your mind, you hear all of the myconids in chorus say, Great tree, Great tree. light tree, light tree. Black, stone. black stone. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which, which way? And he, like, points in different directions. He leans down on a knee, looking at you, Lorik, and he holds out his hand. Um, 
Lorik takes his left hand and puts it in his. He gives his head a slight shake no. Oh, he turns like, is he pointing that way? Nope, he's holding his hand out to you. Oh, he's he's asking for something. Mm-hmm. Oh, he wanted the acorn. We broke it. <laughs> Not the acorn. No, you needed that key. Um, All the other Mykonids start shifting and shaking back and forth like they were. Um, guys, I think we need to, to give him something like he's wanting to trade. You want to trade? And that's what I asked him. You want to trade? Maybe he wants the thingy-majig that Kellen's grandfather gave you. Okay. I pull out the uh, the totem. Of Atonia. Of Atonia and hold it up. I don't give it to him just yet, but I hold it up in front of him. When you do that, they all stop. Do they collaborate and listen? Thank you. Is is this what is this what you need? He just sort of sits there with his hand outstretched to you. <sighs> Great tree, light tree, black stone. I give it to him, but I have a hand on my wand. You place it in his hand. His hand closes around it, and then all of the Myconids start to shake again and shake again. And you see him close his eyes for a minute, and his hand glows with a bright orange. And then he opens his hands, and it's gone. (laughs) And then the five of you, including Guy, all at once in your mind, you see visions. Oh, no. It's like you're doing a flyover with a camera. You see a pathway through this mushroom forest. It leads down. There's a split pathway up ahead, one going left, one going right. It goes to the right. It goes through a tunnel. It goes through another area. It's moving faster now. This one looks sort of like a regular forest. You see all kinds of creatures inside of it. It goes through quickly. It comes to the other end. It passes through. It goes into another tunnel that leads deep into the earth. And there's a great lake. And it flies over the lake and through it. And then you see some other like strange figures. But now it's moving so fast it's hard to bring it all in. And going beyond the lake on the other side, it goes up a great series of steps going circular into a, in a dark area. And after climbing for what seems like ages, it comes out into a great dome-shaped room. The brush and the thorns and the vines have grown overhead in such a thicket. It's a perfect circle above you coming down like a sphere. And in the center is a great tree with golden leaves like the sun. So it's still golden. And then your vision returns, and you're standing here before this myconid, and they're all shaking back and forth. Great tree, great tree, great tree, great tree, black stone, black stone, But we're so far. We're we're not that far. We need to go, and we need to go now. We have twenty four hours, right? Before it starts messing with our heads again. Mm-hmm. We need to go. We need to go right now. Uh, grab some food. Everybody grab some food. Um, he turns around and looks at the mushrooms. You Are you coming? You coming with us? No, no. No, no. You know a fast way? Or is that the only way? The great Mykonid has a seat back in his throne and he lowers his head. He looks at you. Only way. Jim approaches the great Machinid. Yes. Gives him a hug and says, Thank you. He pats you on the shoulder. Thank you. Thank you. Um, speed? Can you speed us? He just closes his eyes. Okay. Seems almost to drift off to sleep, and all the other Machinids start turning around and walking back toward the steps. King! Sleep, 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 sleep. Lorik heads down the stairs. Okay, guys, we gotta hurry. Let's grab some food. Let's go. Don't take the crab legs. They'll be bad in about, you know, a few hours. Dang it. All right, you head down. You go down to the table, and actually, the table is gone, and all the food is gone. Hmm. Well. Crap. I mean, I ate plenty myself. Yeah, you all feel like you you feel fuller than you've ever felt, but not sick. Hmm. That's a nice benefit. If only that were real, man, in real life, you know? Yes. Uh, Jim says... We need to come back here a lot (laughs) once the world is safe. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying, bro. 
So, uh, I I have I have my stick of flying, and you have a horse and a bear. A bear can uh can Jim ride with uh you, Sir Vance, and we can go faster. Why wouldn't Guy ride with me? Uh, true, Jim. <laughs> you're in trouble. Jim it's okay. I can just keep casting Thunderstep for all two of my spell slots. I can get 180 feet in 12 seconds. Just don't stand near me when it happens. Charlie speaks up. Jim, I'm feeling quite extraordinary. I believe perhaps I could carry both you and Kellen for a short while. And now that you look at it, Charlie Charlie seems a little bigger. Ooh. Oh. He has gotten bigger. He's a big bear. Like, wow. Like this place kind of suits him, you know? Yeah. Say, sure, Charlie. I will ride upon you. Come, Jim. Let us yes. ride forth into battle or whatever it is that awaits us ahead. Let's do this. I hope it's not battle. I, I want it to be, like, food. There's a forest and a tunnel and a lake and some stairs. And we got to take the path to the right. Yes, to the right. Shall we continue? Yes, let's take off. Lork takes his stick and says, Revia. Okay. I say, yeah. <laughs> Servants aside, Rome with Guy riding on the back. Kellen and Jim riding upon Charlie's back. And Lark flying on his stick of flying. You all head through the mushroom forest. Traveling along, it's pretty tranquil. There are sounds in the forest sound like different toads and things making croaking noises you're used to hearing. Some crickets and things you might would expect sort of almost in a, like a cave-like area, you know? You travel on. After a time, you come upon a place where the walls close in into a tunnel. A tunnel. You all continue through? Uh, yes, but I'm going to be perceptive and stay okay. low and close to uh, surveillance. Okay. Mm-hmm. Can I roll a check? Perception check? Rear it. That's a seven on the DOS. <laughs> Plus I'm, I'm four. I'm doing terrible. Yeah. Okay. All right. You're riding through. You go through the tunnel. You don't notice anything. Everything. I mean, there's not a lot to it. It's only about 15 feet wide, like the one you all were in before. There seem to be these sort of connecting areas between different places inside the grove. And you travel through it, and you come out in what looks much like a forest. In fact, it looks almost exactly like Fallen Grove, like the forest as you all crossed over the Kalen River, where it had the orange and red leaves, and you all can smell the sweetness in the air. It feels the exact same way as it did when you crossed over into Fallen Grove and you dealt with the yep. sanction and all that stuff. Wow. You all are in this area, and you feel more at ease than you have since you entered into this weird place. Yay. I love these. We need to keep traveling. There's no path, per se, but you can make your way through the trees. There's no road, but you are traveling through. As you're doing so, you see some wildlife. You see squirrels. You see deer, you know, things like that. Nothing crazy. Some foxes. Nothing that seems particularly dangerous. You might see some predator-type creatures, but they mostly avoid you all as you're traveling in a pretty good little pack. And also, Charlie is there. Was that Frederick the Fox? What? I just saw a fox. Frederick the fox. No, Frederick's not here, Kellen. There's no it, way. There's there's no way. You take a glance at a fox, and it's a little like gray-furred fox with a scar across its right eye. Oh, my God. No. What? No. <laughs> it's Frederick no. the fox. Chase after him. I pull out my longbow and shoot at him. You shoot at him, and he tucks behind a tree, and he's gone. Dang it, Frederick. Foiled by Frederick once again. I hate that guy so much. <laughs> Can I see a turtle? Uh, Oh my sure, god. Sure, there's turtles. Jim's just like, huh, turtles. I like turtles. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you all see some streams and everything as you're riding along. You're still pressing forward, but you feel at ease, you know. There's no pressing danger on you, and for some you can sort of take your breath and really take in what's been happening over the last, you know, five, six hours as you all came into the grove. Um, Sir Vance, I'm kinda kinda curious about we saw the vision and the tree was okay. What are we supposed to do when we get to the tree? I don't know. We're just supposed to get there. Are we just going to defend it? Do we cut it down? No. Oh. What if we stole the stone and used its power for our own glory? 
Kellen, do you want us to kill you now? Okay, Boromir. Yep, I uh, definitely, uh, <laughs> uh, Lord pulls out a one and points it at Kellen and says, what did you say? <laughs> just kidding. Well, that's fine. I mean, you know, maybe he's just saying that you all should not steal the stone, but you should get the stone and protect it, you know. I uh, don't, no, we definitely don't need to, we don't need to touch it. I think we should study it. I hmm. agree with Jim. Is Charlie keeping up with the horse, or is he, like, behind? Ah, you're all traveling at the same distance. I'm sure that Servance isn't going to have Roan leave you guys behind. Okay. Is he, though? Yeah, I am. Are you, though? No. I could, like, use this spell no. I have to make us go faster, technically. Okay. Yeah. Um. I mean, right now, if you feel like that needs to happen, you can do that, but, you know, it's up to you. I feel like it'd be really cool. We could make up some time and stuff. I just am going to tell you that that's fine. But as a DM, let me tell you, this thing y'all got going on is only going to last 24 hours. We need to hurry. There's a good chance you're not going to get a chance to rest between now and then. So any spell slots that you do spend, mm, probably no. burn. Probably won't get them back. Let's chill. I'm not saying you shouldn't use Longstrider, but maybe maybe it's something that you save for if you guys wind up in a situation where you really need that. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Because right now everything is chill. Yeah, everybody's you calm. You're moving at a good pace. Moving along, everything's okay. As you're moving, let me have everyone roll me a perception check. What's that one? What do you add to what? Perception to your roll. What's Which one's perception? It's the one that says perception beside it. Oh, right, right, right. I got a 14. Total? Yep. I got an 11 total. I got a 20. Noise. I rolled a 19, and my perception's a plus 7. Nice roll. Okay, so, Lorik, you and Jim don't notice, but Guy, Servants, and Kellen, as you all are riding along, you all three see something dart across the sort of path that you all are on from left to right up ahead. Whoa. Did, did, oh, did, boy. Did y'all just see that? It looked like a large creature. You think you may have seen, like, antlers. Do you think that was a deer? It's the the stag phoenix. Whoa. The stag. Wait, what did you the say? The false stag. Stag phoenix. Did you say that in character? Yes. Okay. You saw a stag? Where? Yeah, I just saw something with antlers. I mean, pretty far in the distance, so maybe like 100 feet. I don't know how I cal far you can see easily and stuff but we'll say just really far up ahead of you you saw that dash across up ahead out of like a thicket and as you all are sitting there talking and looking up that way you see someone like pushing through the thicket and take off running with a bow in their hand what lork flies after I, yes person yeah I, same horse go as fast as you can horsey please charlie let's go as fast as possible you take off running in that direction. And, I mean, you know, they're they're moving pretty quickly. And as you approach, you know, you just sort of try to follow the path. And you're you're cutting through trees and going in that direction. And after a few moments, you do see movement up ahead. And, and you notice this, this stag. And, I mean, it's huge. Like, it's the biggest stag you've ever seen. It's like the size of, I don't know, like an elk. But it's, not, it's definitely not an elk. It's more lean, you know, and it's large and like barrel-chested. And it has these great antlers coming off the top of its head, more points than you can really count, with this thick orange moss on them. And running as fast oh as they can gosh. go behind them is an elven woman. It's a little Oh, I knew who it was. Lark, you immediately uh. recognize Saluan. Yeah, he's going for her straight away, and he. what I want to do is get close enough to hop her on my broom to get her closer so she can get her kill, is okay. what he wants to do. You are running straight toward her as flying. fast as you can. Flying, yeah, not running, I'm sorry. You're flying straight toward her as fast as you can. She is running supernaturally fast. Faster than a normal elf would typically be able to run, and, and you can immediately tell there's some sort of magic at play there. Maybe she's using something like Longstrider or something like that to give herself, you know, extra human speed. Not human, but elven. So she mm-hmm. is running toward this thing, and she is firing off arrows toward this stag. And she has not even noticed you guys as you're trying to catch up to her. Shoot her. Yeah, shoot her. How far away is the stag? Probably keeping a, a good 30 feet away from her, and you're trying to catch up to her. What's the flying mm. speed of that broom? 50. Okay, you're gaining on her some, slowly but surely. 
I'm just going to use uh, Ray of Frost and try to okay. hit its legs. Try to slow it down. To try to slow it down. Okay, roll me an attack roll. Come on, Lark, Darkbolt. 13 on the dice. Okay, so that's like a 21. Yes, my intelligence is a 20. Yeah, okay. So, yes. 21. That's a 21 to hit. So, that is successful. So, we'll say that you're mm. aiming for its legs. You immediately frost its legs over, and it definitely doesn't stop it, but it mm -hmm. stutters and starts to slow a little bit as it's trying to kick this ice off of its its hooves and its legs. And Saluan just redoubles her effort, running as fast as she can. She runs up this fallen tree. There's like a tree that's fallen down to the side, and it's sort of up at an incline, leaning on another branch. And it's got all this moss and green growing over it. She runs full speed up this log, kind of cutting a little bit to the side and trying to cut the stag off as it sort of turns to the right a little bit, kicking its antlers and, you know, trying to scrape the ice off its feet as it redoubles its speed. And she just runs and then leaping off of the end of it, she jumps through the air, drawing her bow, and she lets out a yell as she releases and the arrow flies true straight into the heart of the autumn stag. She killed it. That is awesome. That was sick nasty. Man, I wanted to kill it. The stag's front legs buckle and it slides onto the ground. And it's not like yelling in pain or anything like that. It just stops and it's just sort of kneeling there and laying on the ground breathing as she approaches it. And as she does, it is looking right at her as she approaches and she walks toward it. She gives it a slight bow of her head. And it lowers its antlers in a bow toward her, and then it lays its head down and dies. Wow. Jim sheds a single tear. What is she doing here? Loric flies up behind her. No, what he'll do is he'll fly over her and over the stag and land behind it on the other side. Okay. And just kind of timidly uh, grinning. Timidly. Uh, hello, my lady. I... Didn't expect to see you here. And he takes his stick of flying and, and points towards the frozen legs. I see mm -hmm. you have accomplished exactly what you sought. She's still sort of bowing her head, you know, looking down her hair, is covering her face a little bit. And she raises her head a little bit to look at you, and you can see that her eyes are red where she's been crying, and there are tears present on her face. Hello, Lark. Uh, it's, um, it's good. Good to see you. He uh, kind of just takes a knee in reverence of the stag itself. The rest of you all come riding up behind her. How did you... You found it. How did you find it? How did you get here? Yes, how did you get here? How did we get here? Hello, servants. Hello, Jim and... Hello. Kellen. And Guy. Yes, of course. How could I forget Guy? Please forgive me, Guy. This is where I take my revenge. I take my swords out and kill her. And that way, Lorik now knows how it feels <laughs> to lose a loved one. How does it feel, Lorik? How does it feel? <laughs> and, uh, yep, we battle royale right here. Let's go. That is amazing. <laughs> good one, though. Very that's, that's a good prank. Good prank. <laughs> yeah, that's a prank. Kill it. <laughs> I, kill, I kill her and I just... It's a prank! It's a prank! <laughs> yes, exactly. Killing your loved ones. Hey, good prank. Good prank. It's just exactly. a prank. <laughs> it was. All right. Been Winston. Okay. Yeah. Uh, show some show some reverence for Atonia Stag. Give her some space. Kellen, you would definitely feel the sort of air, you know. I bow to the stag. Get on on all fours. Sir Vance, you hop off and approach, and you, and you ask her what she's doing here, how she got here? Yes. What are you doing here? Um, and how did you get here? What do you mean? I um, followed the stag here. I found it. How did you all get here? This is a magical place. We had to enlist the help of a very powerful magic user to get here. To, <laughs> she sort of chuckles looking around. To the, the forest? To Fallen Grove? You're not in Fallen Grove anymore. Yeah, we're in Magic Town. Um, no, we are... We are on the island in the Kalen River. No. So, what? Yes, the, the land between the, in, in the middle of the river there, south of where we met. But, but we, we saw a sphinx and a puppy dog, orange ones. 
What? And then there was these uh, toadstool creatures. I'm confused. Um, you, we are in Fallen Grove. Maybe you are, but we aren't. I want to roll an insight check to see if she's lying. Okay. That is a 17 on the dice. Okay. She seems genuinely sincere. Huh. Wow. I traveled south along the Kalen, following a lead that I received, and I found the stag bedded just on the other side of the river, and tracking it, I swam across the Kalen here to this, this the island in the Kalen. That's... I don't understand. What do you mean we're in a different wow. place? That's where we are. Uh, That's where I ladies, am. Guys, I think she died um, in the process. Or maybe the stag brought her here. Um, it... We, this is Fallen Grove, yeah, but it's a part of Fallen Grove that uh, we were magically brought to, perhaps. We think we're in Atonia's Grove. We are. Wait, you mean where you were trying to get before? Yeah, to save the tree, we're, we're close. That's why we're shocked to see you. Okay, give me a persuasion check, Lorik. Persuasion. Uh, it's not lovely. It's a nine on the dice plus one. It's just a ten. Look, I don't, I don't know what you're all speaking of, but I, I didn't travel by magic anywhere. I just, I could have walked here, from where we met. Per, perhaps you did. That's what I mean. It could just be that it's a remote part of Fallen Grove. I'm kind of confused myself. Uh, Servants, maybe you'd better explain it. Um. There isn't much to explain on our end. But you're you're here and you, you have you have the stag. Um maybe maybe we can help you harvest it or you can harvest it and and I can show you you can come come with us to the grove. No, she cannot. Look, I I know exactly how to go if you, I'm I'm going to quickly clean this stag. I'm going to take it with me and really all all I need are its its antlers. That's here, just, just hold on. Immediately, she pulls out a knife from her waist, a cleaning knife, and she goes to work on the stag. And, you know, you would expect it to be a lot of work with it being bone and all of that, but it actually gives way very easily. She cuts through it like butter. You don't know if it's the knife or if maybe it's something to do with the stag, you know, relinquishing its spoils to the victor or what have you. But she quickly gathers it up. She gets anything that she would want from it. Maybe she makes a small pelt. She grabs a few things. And as she does, the remains of the stag disappear. Wow. I'm going to take my spoils to the river. If you'd like to follow me, then we can say our goodbyes that way. And she takes off walking. Uh, Laura we goes can't with her. follow you. She is walking in the direction that you guys were headed. Oh, really? She is. Lorg's going that way. So I guess we can follow you. I thought you had a great well, I, mission you needed to accomplish here in this magical place. We do. It's just in the same way. We are in a magical place. I'm just pretty sure you got here a different way. I don't think we're on the island, but we might be on the island and in a magical place. There are many planes that overlap with this realm. Um, I'm not well versed in the things you're speaking of, Jim, but okay. Say for the sake of argument that it's possible that somehow I've transported myself into a magical place without... Knowledge. I mean, I have heard of the stag doing some strange things, but, well, we'll see as soon as we reach the river. And she continues to walk forward. And, I mean, are you all still, like, riding your beasts, walking? What's the deal there? Lorik's walking beside her. Okay. Yeah, I'm still riding my horse. I'm riding my bear. Okay. I'm on the bear. You all head forward, and she says, Lorik, if you'd like to fly, I'd use a little magic to give myself some extra speed. We can move more swiftly. Uh, Okay. He just grabs his broom off his back and hops on Revia. She is running alongside, and she maybe lets the rest of you guys get up ahead of her just a little bit so she can hang back to talk to Lorik. Lorik, I'm I'm sorry if I've seemed short. It's been such an exciting day. I finally found the stag. It's pretty amazing, and I, I'm close to my goal too. Uh, how's your journey been since since I saw you? Well, it is it's been difficult, but there's no reason to speak of the difficulties now for. I have exactly what I need. Do you do you have any idea what you're going to do with them? With I know exactly what I'm going to do with them. Uh, what is it? Can I know? Can I help? It's sort of a secret. Uh, you see, I, I, 
it's a bit difficult for me to talk about it, but well, sure. L- let's just say that um, there was there was someone, um, uh-huh. someone that I love, someone that I care deeply for, who suffered a terrible fate, and with this, she says, holding the antlers, I will finally have what I need to fix it. Oh, to fix it. Yes. Uh, wow. That's, I, I, are they, I mean, I guess, are you, are you making a weapon? No, not, not a weapon. Just say a tool, something that I can use to, to. Are you trying to bring someone back? You mean from the dead? Per- perhaps. She gets a, sort of a thoughtful look on her face. She says, it's not exactly that simple, but when it's, when this is all over, maybe one day I, c- I can tell you all about it, Lark. Um, that's fine. Uh, either, either, I just want you to know, you, you can tell, tell me anything. It, you're safe here. I'm not, I mean. I know that, Lorik. It really is good to see you again. I, I honestly didn't know if I ever would. With all your talks of great missions and such, I assumed that you would, that you'd probably end up dead. I really am close to the end of it. I, I think it might be over in a day or two. You think that this tree is on this island? I don't know that it's on this island, but it is ahead of the path. I, I've s- seen the complete road now through through vision, and uh, yeah, we're we're almost there. Are you sure you don't want to help? I really would, Lark, if I could, but I, I have to. I have to take care of this. She says, looking at the the antlers. Perhaps you'll consider finding me in the canopy when your mission's done, and mine as well. If there's still a canopy? Perhaps. I'm, I'm sure there'll be a canopy. Uh, I hope so. You guys are running along on the bear, on your horse, flying along, and Saluan is running along beside you, Lark, and making small talk, you know, talking about how things have gone. Maybe you're telling her about getting kidnapped in the canopy, or maybe you're not. Who knows? You're telling her, you know, just whatever. You guys are just talking. Oh, yeah. And after a while, the forest around you, the orange and red autumn forest of Fallen Grove breaks. And Cervantes, you and Jim, along with Kellen and Guy, break free from the forest. And before you is a great wall of vines and thorns, the things that you're used to seeing at this point, the walls of the grove coming down and leading into a tunnel that breaks off into a steep descent. We all see this? You guys were just a little bit behind, so those four or ahead of you, you know, she, you guys have given them a little bit of space to get ahead of you so that they wouldn't necessarily hear you talking, right? Yep. And you reach this point, Servants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jim, Kellen. We should go in the tunnel, I bet, probably. Servants, you go first. No, should we wait for Lorik? And about that time, Lorik, you come flying through with Saluan. And Saluan is talking, you're talking, and she looks up and she sees the wall and her face just sort of drops. And she says, What is this? This this is the way we got to go. We go down through, through the tunnel. She runs up and looks to the right and to the left along this wall. She reaches up and touches it, and it's literally woven together like a strong, thick wall. She says, where is the river? I drank it. It's gone. Jim. It's a it's magic, magical I, place. I, You've come. I think Atonia led you here. I came through the river mm. here. I think the stag letter here. Atonia's stag. Servant. That doesn't mean anything. I believe you're dead. I don't know how. <laughs> well, I certainly don't feel dead, Kellen. Are you dead? I don't understand how. What is. Where is the river? I, I have to get home. She says, looking at the antlers. This is your home now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. I. We all hope to get home once this journey is done, but I think. I don't think we're in Kansas anymore. I mean, I knew we weren't, but I don't think you are. This is, um, the stag somehow brought me to this place? What? How do we get back? How do I get back to Fallen Grove? Uh, there's only one way back that we know of. There's only one way back, and it it's kind of dangerous the way we came. Very, there's a sphinx that will, it's just not, maybe your best bet is to go forward through the tunnel with us. For a little ways? I, well, I guess I don't see any other way around it. But 
Can, I don't like it. Can we hurry? Uh, yes, we're trying to hurry. We only have 24 hours before this place starts to mess with our heads again. Has it messed with your head? Um, I, I didn't even know I was here, Jim, so... No, I feel... I guess that's a yes. I feel fine. <laughs> Look, I, I, if you didn't know you were serious, it sounds like it messed with your head. I appreciate your help in this, but I, I really do need to get home as soon as I possibly can. So can we can we continue? Let's continue. Yeah. Uh, hurry. Let's go. Yeah. How long does your, your spell last? What spell? Oh, the, oh well. The um, speed. I'm okay for now. Okay. You all head into the tunnel. Servants, you in the front. Yeah. Servants, you turn your horse and you head into the tunnel that is descending downward into the ground. You come to the split in the road, and just like the vision showed you, you turn right. And as you all descend into the dark tunnel below, that's where we're going to end this episode. Oh, I don't like this. This is not what we expected. I don't trust her. I pretty much called this. I mean, this is exactly what I expected. (laughs) Thank you all for listening. We hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you did, you should let us know. You can do so by sharing a link to our show on Twitter or writing some five-star review. Or you could send us an email to our new email address, letters at makebelieveheroes.com. You can also check out our new website, which will be coming up soon with lots of new content launching alongside Season 2. You can go ahead and check the preview site out now at makebelieveheroes.com. Also, starting this week, we're accepting questions for our upcoming Q&A episode, which we will be recording after the finale premieres. So go ahead and send us any questions about this season, about the world of Monumi, about us as players, anything you'd like us to answer. Just click the Q&A link in the show notes, follow that link to fill out a question for our Q&A and we'll get to as many as we can when we record that. So please, all of you that are listening, go now, fill out a question, anything you want to ask, anything you're curious about. We would love to hear your questions. We can't wait to talk about them, and we can't wait for you guys to hear the finale. The five-star review, though. Yes. And, of course, you can also just tell a friend. Yeah. Tell all your friends. Tell your local game store workers that, you know, there's a D&D podcast that you listen to, and it's called Make Believe Heroes. Available on iTunes, Google Play, and wherever podcasts are heard. And if you don't like the show, tell your enemies so they'll have to listen. Exactly. <laughs> Before we go, there's one more thing I wanted to mention. We often give a shout-out to BattleBards.com on the show for all of their great tabletop sound effects and music. You know, ones like this. And these. Tampa, Tanya! Tanya, Arwa! Dina, Nata. And some of this right here. You know the ones. If you're interested in using some of these crazy sound effects or some of the beautiful music that BattleBards can provide for your game, you should go right now to BattleBards.com. They've begun a subscription service called BattleBards Prime, which gives you access to hundreds of tracks that are incredible for your table. In fact, if you go right now and use the coupon code MBHPODCAST, you can get 15% off your BattleBards Prime subscription. So go right now and use the code MBHPODCAST to start using fantastic audio today with 15% off. And it'll also help us out. We promise you won't be disappointed. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. We love you. Bye.